This is the Territory Story Podcast with Leon Logan-Nathan and Peter Gowers. Thanks to Ward Keller, the Territory Law Firm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Territory Story Podcast. My name is Leon Logan-Nathan. With me, with a smirk on his face that you can't see, <laughs> Mr. Peter Gowers. Hello Thanks. there, my friend. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Just really loving this build-up. It's uh, beautiful this year, isn't it? It's extraordinary, really, isn't it? It is. <laughs> did, it it, is. Did, did it really used to get up to 37 degrees? I can't remember. No, it oh, it there's there's rumours abound. I mean, I've heard uh, all sorts of people say over the years, oh, I flew into Darwin Airport one day, it was 45 degrees in the shade. But, of course, it may feel like that, but rarely does it get <laughs> over 35. But, gee, yeah. I'll tell you what, it's, it's bumped up a bit the last few days. Yeah, well, look, uh, we've got a little bit of background music going on there, so we might as well introduce our guest, yeah. <laughs> our uh, special guest for the uh, for this podcast is a um, fellow I don't know, uh, you don't know, Pete, and I'm scratching my head trying to figure out who on the podcast had actually reached out and asked us to interview this guy. Um, Lawson, remember? Lawson, oh, was Lawson, Lawson Broad. Broad. Right, and that uh, those dulcet tones are coming from Mr. Chris Tudor, uh, AM. Chris was the headmaster at St. Philip's College in Alice Springs for more than 30 years. He retired in July 2016, and he is now, uh, as of about seven months ago, I understand, based in Victoria. Well, uh, we, we don't know, uh, Liam, that's good. Uh, my home is is the Nor- in Northern Territory. My number plates on my car are Northern Territory plates. <laughs> the plates on my trailer are Northern Territory plates. I vote in the Territory. What else? Um, and I have a I have a, a a granddad flat in the Territory, which is all I need uh, in the back of my daughter's place. And um, I class myself as a Territorian. However. <laughs> I have I have uh, sort of retired, and I have a little farm in the high country of Victoria because I love the desert and I love the high country. So I've got the best of both worlds. But first and foremost, uh, I'm a Territorian. Right, right. So look, uh, before you were a Territorian, you were something else. So take us right back to your childhood and, and your place of birth. Right, right. A couple of good stories about that. Um, firstly, my place of birth, believe it or not, was in the UK in a place called it. a place called Penn, uh, which is on the outskirts of Wolverhampton. Mm. Good, good soccer team. And um, <laughs> about about three years ago, two years ago, three years ago, I can't remember something like that. I'm, I was off to a conference in Canada. And I spent a week in the UK doing the family history stuff. And I thought, I'll just see if I can find the road in which I was born. Because my mother had chicken pox. And this is 1951, just after the, after the war. My mother had chicken pox and couldn't uh, have me in hospital. So I was born at home. So uh, just if I bore, if I become boring, just yawn. Okay. <laughs> uh, so no what I, what I knew, what I knew is that the road was called Shaw Lane. I was born in Shaw Lane, Penn, Wolverhampton. And I'm in, I'm in Penn and 
my big problem was I didn't know how to spell shall. So, mm-hmm. so I thought I'll go down this road here and I'll, I'll see if it just turns up. Anyway, I hit a series of roads which were lanes and sure enough, S-H-O-W-E-L-L turned up. So turned up the road, went from the start of the road or the lane right to the end of it, which the end of it was farmland, and I turned around and I came back. I got halfway back and the house where we used to live was a house called Fieldway. So I stopped and there was a bloke next to a, a fella and uh, obviously his son, you know, a chap of about 16 or 17. And I rolled the window down and I said, um, excuse me, this might sound a really stupid uh, question. You know, I was born in 1951. This is, this is, this is almost uh, 70 years later. I said... Uh, do you know whether there was a, a house along here called Fieldway? He paused, he looked at me, his eyes sparkled. He said, that's my house. Wow. How cool wow. was that? And the mind's a funny thing, isn't it? And he said, do you want to come and have a look at the garden? He wasn't going to let me look at the house because uh, mum was inside the house there with a flute you know, floppy slippers and so on. Uh, um. she, came, she came out, yelled and said hello. So <laughs> they took me round to the, to the garden and probably for the first time in, I don't know, 50 years, I, I remember my parents talking about the garden, uh, how pretty it was. And it was really pretty. So there you go. Oh, long story. Amazing. Pan Wolverhampton. Well, and- you're an educator, Chris, so I, and I am a big fan of history. So, um, and Pete loves to come for, come along for the ride. Uh, talk to us about um, post-war England. And the reason why I'm asking you that is I've just finished a book by Max Hastings, an audio book Pete will ask, um, called All, All Hell um, Let Loose, All Hell Let Loose by Max Hastings. Max, Max Hastings is a, is a, a historian, um, a military historian, and... I'm just finding uh, these days, Chris, as we talk a lot about what's happening in the world, particularly with Taiwan and, you know, China and Australia's... Um, Concerning. Uh, ...issues with all of that. Um, it's it sort of... It's drawn me to history and to look at conflicts in the past and how they arose and, and the effect that it has had on, on people, on the world... And and that particular book, amongst others that he's written, he's a fantastic writer, Max Hastings. If anybody wants to look him up, um, he just talked about the the the, the the state of the of the world after World War Two, and it was just diabolical. It really was, you know. And and nothing that perpetuated that could justify the cost. Well, the, the, the Brits never recovered, did they? And uh, uh, when, when you think that after the First World War, um, uh, the Brits before the First World War were on the crest of a wave, then after the First World War uh, it, had, it had cost them so much money that they had, they had nothing really to modernise as such and become a, uh, rather than a steam country, a, a, a country based on electricity, et cetera, et cetera. 
So by the time the Second World War came, uh, they were going in to defend the country with, with very little money. Now, just to have a, an aside on this, my, uh, my mother migrated to Australia uh, in 1926 and her family were English, uh, mother, father, all English. My father was uh, uh, an Australian, in fact, he was a Tasmanian, and, and his, his ancestors came firstly a great, 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 great uncle on the second fleet as a convict. Um, then, uh, interestingly, the chap came as a convict. Two things about it. Uh, and he, he had been accused of murder, uh, murdering an excise man. So he was a smuggler. And there were four of them caught. Three of them were hanged. And he was transported for seven years. How does that work? Wow. I don't know. So yeah. he obviously had a silver tongue or something. Yeah. But he, his house, you can go and see his house. If you go to Parramatta in Sydney, his house is the old uh, little settler's cottage uh, on the edge of the river there in, the, in Parramatta Park. Anyway, that aside, then his... Uh, uh, his nephew came out, who was who was our direct ancestor, great 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 grandfather, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So there was there was that line. Then then there was a, another convict, and the and the other convict came out uh, eighteen thirty nine, and he he ended up in Tas went to Tasmania, but he ended up eventually uh, on the gold fields in Bendigo. And then there was another migration, uh, and that migration was of the Tudor family, Tudors. So uh, a Tudor, single Tudor called Joseph Tudor came out uh, from, from he was born just, just 12 miles south of me uh, in Wensbury in the Black Country. He came out to, to gold mine, father had been a miner, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, lived along the... The, the Shropshire, um, <laughs> Midlands, oh, I can't do that, can't say I'm on my face, Shropshire, <laughs> Midlands, Welsh border. And, and he came out and uh, he, he uh, went to a place called Friarstown, which was near Castlemaine, and he mined there and sadly died about 10 years later, about 10 years later uh, in a mining accident. And then the year afterwards, he had, they had two children. The year afterwards, uh, his wife died as well. So the kids were, were orphaned. So that was the Tudor side of it. And then my grandmother, her name was Packer, and her family were musicians. And they came out uh, in about 1852, I think it was, and uh, uh, he... Uh, he, the, Mr. Packer, he became the organist at St. David's Cathedral, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they, they were from a very musical family. And she, uh, his, so it's my grandmother's grandmother. She, in fact, um, came from a line of uh, Scottish musicians. And today, um, every day I play this, which is my mandolin. 
and I'm just trying <laughs> to get now I'm retired. I try to get better and better at it, <laughs> and I'm and I'm trying to learn some of the music that he played, which is uh, which is which is good. A fellow called Neil Gow. Neil Gow. You, you, there are YouTubes on him and, and so on. Wow. He, he was just a. His, his father was a weaver. He was, but he he was gifted as a fiddler, and a, as was potentially the case in the UK, there was some degree of social. What would you say? Uh, social elevation, uh, if you were lucky enough. So he became a noted fiddler. Then his son uh, became a uh, became went to Edinburgh, became educated and became a, a, a music publisher and also uh, played for the, I don't know, the, the Prince of Wales or the King or whatever. Uh, so he became known and then his, his son became known as a musician and it was his daughter who, in fact, um, her... her her uh, her method of of music was singing, so she 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 came out as, and she married a she married, um, uh, um, Mr. Packer. I'm trying to remember his Christian name, Frederick Alexander Packer. She married Frederick Alexander Packer, and he he had studied not only the the uh, not only the organ, but he'd also studied the harp. Very, very detailed, very detailed. But, uh, but it was fascinating. Now, a, a key thing about that was that my father died young. He died at uh, 59. We didn't know anything beyond stories about his father, nothing. Mm -hmm. So you had this, this long history in his family. We did know the, the Packer side of it. We, we, we knew that. And my, my grandmother would live till she was 80-something, so we, we knew her. So he understood that. But the, the other side of it knew none of it. I suspect that partly it was because there were convicts involved. Isn't right. that? It, today yeah, it's yeah. UFP. Celebrated. I've got a, yeah, I got a yeah. convict in there. Right. Celebrated yeah, by yeah. everybody but the South Australians. Yeah. That's right. But... But after the war, my father, uh, so my, my mother came out, my parents got, uh, my father was involved in the Second World War, long story. Uh, and he, so after the war, he had a choice. He, he won a Rhodes Scholarship uh, in Tasmania and uh, he, he was booked in to go to Oxford, but he got married, responsibilities, felt he, he couldn't afford it. He was an engineer, so so he he worked worked here in Australia as an engineer, and then he decided uh, he would tackle a, a job as a management consultant. So the company he was to become uh, involved in was was uh, English, and so he had to go to England to train. So my brother was born in a, in Melbourne, and I was born. And my brother's older than me. My bro I, I was born in England. So I actually, um, Leon, I, I actually don't remember anything of England at that time. Right. But what I, do, what I do know is that times were tough. Yes. And my mother used to talk about the uh, coupons, that uh, food was rationed. If you're lucky enough to get a food pack from Australia, good-o. 
but but food food uh, was dished out with food co coupons, and and the you know the results of the war, even in 1950 1951, uh, they were they were they were still significant, still really significant. Anyway, that's uh, was that too long? <laughs> we don't have any time limits. Uh... Chris, but uh, you know we are interested in poking around and uh, and finding interesting little nuggets. Um, so, when did you leave England first? I, le I left England. I left England. We we left England. Yeah. We left England uh, in nineteen. So I was I was born February nineteen fifty one. We left England in I think it was so four weeks. I think it was November nineteen fifty two. Oh, so you weren't there for long at no, all? No, no, no. I was only there for two years. Um, and interestingly, I've got, a, I've got a picture here of the ship we came out on, which was called the Strathaird. And before the war, the Strathaird had three funnels, uh, then became a troop <laughs> ship and ended up with only one funnel. So we, we came out on the Strathaird. As soon as we came out, my father's first job was Broken Hill. So, so my uh, really pretty much my first memories, other than a brief memory in Bourne where we stayed for a couple of months with my grandmother, uh, were on Broken Hill. So, right. and then what after an Broken Hill. really different uh, experience. Yeah. I mean, going from just outside Birmingham. Yes, yes. Broken yeah, yeah. Hill. Broken Hill, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I was lucky enough to see the Queen in 1954. Uh, and she came to Broken Hill. Uh, she surely did. Yes, yeah. And it was fa it was <laughs> 1954. You were three years old. Yeah, yeah, three years old. I, I distinctly, I can remember, believe it or not, my first memories were of Christmas, uh, which would have been held in January after we'd arrived, uh, <laughs> just before I turned two. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, just before I turned two, and I, I can I can remember it because it was such a change, and it was in my grandparents' uh, place in Riversdale Road in uh, Camberwell. Isn't it? Wow. The mind is an incredible thing, isn't it? It is. Mm. But I can remember. I remember uh, Broken Hill. Lots of things about Broken Hill, including the fact that I had a Humpty Dumpty birthday cake at the age of three. Anyway. <laughs> 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 so, uh, how long were you there for? We were only in Broken Hill for two years, mm. and and uh, we, we the car we had, which my parents bought in England, was a Ford Prefect. And I, I don't know. Oh, I've heard of that. Tie little car, little car. My old man was six foot four, little car, and we drove from Melbourne all the way to Broken Hill in the Ford Prefect. Um, no air conditioning, no heating, no no anything. Anyway, we did. That that was that was how it was done in those days. So I wouldn't two do it years today. There and, and then uh, and two, then where did you go after that? Uh, two years there, then back to Melbourne, right. and and basically, I think I, we spent a year in Melbourne, maybe uh, a year in uh, in Bourne with my living with my grandmother. My parents then found a, a block of land out of Blackburn, uh, <laughs> and we built built a house and grew up in Blackburn. Right. A block of land in Blackburn, I do indeed, yeah. <laughs> a block of land in Blackburn. It's a bit like people talk about um, when they remember buying blocks of land in Karama. 
You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. People would say, "I went to school in the city," and and you know the teachers would say, "What? Why? Why do you live so far away?" <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. It, it, so, it, it, yeah, go on. So you were there for a few, uh, what, uh, for a number of years in in Blackburn. Yeah, in Blackburn for a number of years, I went to school at the local primary school till grade four. Went to school uh, in the city after that, um, and interestingly, uh, my brother and I, as we got uh, into uni, we we got involved in youth work, and uh, we ran a youth group, uh, a church youth group in Blackburn, and we ended up with about seventy kids in that, and. You know, we we were we were university students. In the end, we we did a deped. Uh, both uh, both did deped. Both went teaching and so on. But while we didn't have uh, teaching qualifications or anything, we we used to take the kids up into the, into the high plains. Um, wow, Lake Tali Khan, um, two of those down to Wilson's Prom, a couple of those, and then the final big one was uh, through Cradle Mountain National Park. Gee. And my wife, uh, my late wife, she got injured there and was was airlifted out of there in a, in a helicopter. So oh, wow. it was all it was all all action. But but the the, uh, the 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 corollary to that story is I suppose it's a corollary. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> One of the members of the youth group Lives in Bright, you know Bright. Lives in Bright. Yep. Or oh, Smoko down from Bright. So just down here, and she decided this year that she would like to have a reunion of those uh, kids of the youth group. So she's lots of initiative, lots of energy. So she organised a youth group group reunion, wow. and uh, at my brother's place, which is down at uh, Murraduck. Um, and we had a great time. And but the point is that when we knew those kids, they were six, 15 and 16, 15, yeah. 16, 17. And when we saw them again, they were 64. <laughs> <laughs> Changed a bit. It was hugely weird. But it was uh, both both my brother and I, uh, you know, we, we, we enjoyed folk music. Play, you know, we used to cut our guitars everywhere and uh, I, I still... Uh, you know, well, we both love folk music, uh, and folk mu- folk music was one of the things that we we uh, exposed the kids to. So, any time we went, like uh, any of these hikes and so on, we used to cut guitars and sing around the campfire. Was that was that sort of campfire era? Mm. Anyway, at this uh, reunion, what did they want? They wanted a sing song. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted a sing song after all those years. So I'm and literally like, picturing you uh, with this guitar around a campfire and given your uh, interest and uh, affection for folk music, I'm suspecting you would have been blowing in the wind and uh, <laughs> yes, yes, kumbaya yes, yes. and all yeah, that. Yeah, kumbaya, all, all, well done, well done, Leon, absolutely. And I've got my, I'll, sh- I'll show it to you, I'll show it to you, but I'll, I'll another story. <laughs> He's headed off. Um, <laughs> while this is generally an audio uh, medium, we'll, uh, we'll bear with it. <laughs> uh, th- this is not. Uh, this this is my latest guitar. 
Right. And uh, knowing knowing Mansfield, Peter. Yeah. Um, no, you know Jamison. Local wood? Yeah, yeah, I do. Two redwood trees from Jamison. Wow. Fell down behind the police station. Hmm. And uh, uh, the person who's the, the boss of Cole Clark, you know, uh, Cole Clark, uh, they they set up, having worked at Maton's, they, they set up their own business. They make terrific guitars. Yeah. Anyway, they decided to make uh, make a number of guitars with that redwood. So wow. here's one of them. Amazing. Do you want to give it a bit of a strum and let us you know, listen to the uh, sound? <laughs> Should I play Kumbaya? <laughs> Kumbaya. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hang on. Oh, we're going to get a song. I love it. <laughs> 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 well, there's nothing like a bit of uh, they say there's nothing like live entertainment, but you know, recorded live is just as uh, just as deadly at times. Oh, the last time we did something like this, wasn't it with um, Melanie Gray? Melanie Gray, yeah, yeah, it was probably the uh, probably the the uh, uh, everybody knows in any, any case, uh, Rybuck Shearer. Well, I come from the south, name is Field, and when the shears are properly steeled, a hundred or more I very often feel. And of course, I'm a Roebuck shearer, and if I don't shear a tally before I go, my shears, me stones in the river I'll throw. I'll never open stormies to take another blow. But of course, I'm a Roebuck shearer. Wow. Well done. Brilliant. Well done, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Brilliant. Well, sing anywhere. Sing anywhere. But that's that, that's that's uh, that's the guitar is is uh, is significant because um, I guess I started playing in year seven, and uh, you know it took me a while to to realise that if you played three chords, you can play three thousand songs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and if you add another chord, it plays three thousand songs even better. And if you add another <laughs> chord, it plays it even better. But <laughs> The guitar, the guitar became a, um, a, a and and the 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 uh, in Alice Springs I've got my old Maton guitar which is fantastic, but the guitar became like a uh, a an entree point yeah. uh, for me throughout life. So here, here uh, or in the northeast, I started teaching. I went to Monash Uni. I went to Monash Uni after I left school. And I started teaching uh, at Wangaratta Tech down the so road. So hang on, I just need—I want to ask you something there. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. You said you and your brother both did uh, dip heads, right? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. But 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 does that mean that you did that after you finished a, a bachelor's, or did was that? Uh, I I did I did a bachelor of economics. I'm I'm a uh, well, what do you say? Uh, I I'm not. I'm patient with some things and not patient with others. So I wanted to get out and get, get going. My brother did a, uh, a master's of, master of science, so he's older than me, but we both did dip head in the same year. And uh, um, so we both did dip heads. Uh, he went off to um, Balmoral uh, in the Grampians for his first year. I went off to Wang Tech and I, I spent four years in Wang Grand. I love Wang Tech. 
uh, was great. And it's so sad now, uh, I have to go to Wangaratta every now and then, mm. as I drive, drive past Wangaratta Tech now where, where, where I can see where I used to teach yeah. and it's closed down. Has it gone? It's still is there. It? Yeah, it's, it's so, if you, if a, school, a school that is closed yeah. is, is like a graveyard. It's yeah. awful because the kids make it live. Almost like Chernobyl. Like Chernobyl, like yeah. Chernobyl. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I remember Where in Where is Wangaratta anyway? It's northeastern Victoria. It's up the guts, yeah. just off the yeah. game. <laughs> so right. Two yeah. and a bit hours from Melbourne. Yeah, well, when you hit Glen Rowan. Two and a bit hours from Melbourne, you're in some other state, aren't you? No, that's three no, hours. No, 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 it's three, three hours. <laughs> yeah, three and a bit. <laughs> but I, I hear in Wang, I have my guitar with me and uh, we we – Oh, well, I, I, I hitchhiked around. We, we, both of us hitchhiked around New Zealand with a whole lot of uni people, carted our guitars, uh, mm. sang everywhere, sang in all of the pubs, you know, whatever. You just, yeah. if, if you, if you close your eyes and you just start a song up, it'll, it'll draw people to it. Yeah. Particularly, particularly the old folky type songs because they're pretty easy. When I was here, uh, I, I, um, uh, we formed a three of us formed a, a group called the Lazy Harry Show, and with three three chalkies, three teachers. So we we played we played around the place here, uh, and the, the probably the, the key place we played at was Tansville's Pub in Beechworth. Oh yeah, and we used to have a ball. We used yeah. to have a ball. And at Tansville's Pub, my wife used to used to wait be a wait you know wait staff. Yeah. And we would, we would be, we'd make money, have fun. She would just work her guts out for the night and earn half the amount of money. That's okay. <laughs> we, but it, we, we had a, we had an absolute ball. And you know what? One of, one of the chalkies, one of the teachers, uh, Mark Stevens, he gave up teaching and he became full time Lazy Harry. And he still sings. Wow. At 72 as Lazy Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, oh. afterwards, we went to. Um, I say that's Wangaratta. I, I just just to say that I, I, I then joined a, when we lived in Maryborough. Went to Maryborough for seven years. Uh, I joined a, a band called the Broken Strings Bush Band. We played all over the place. You know, I used to drive in at on Saturday night at, or Sunday morning at three o'clock, or and we lived on a farm. You know, you you just mm. wind your way back. But we had a ball, and our big thing was uh, we're bush dancers. So we 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 had a whole oh, yeah, bush yeah. dance repertoire and all the rest of it. And then we used to play at Sovereign Hill every uh, on a sort of a rotation rotational base. Had a ball, loved it. Yeah. In the meantime, so, um, Maryborough—that's uh, Mary Poppins country, isn't it? Oh no, no, no! Mary Poppins country is. In Queensland, it's Maryborough, Queensland. Yeah, the Maryborough. Oh, this is a different Maryborough. Yeah, this is Maryborough between Ballarat and Bendigo. Old golf this okay. town. Right. The less Sorry, high well, profile I, one. What's that? The less high profile Maryborough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the less high profile Maryborough that has a huge railway station that supposedly yeah. was meant for the one in Queensland. Uh, but ended up in the one in Victoria. Anyway, that story is probably not what true. Basically, story. Yeah. 
Um, right, and uh, and so from Wangaratta, where did you end up after that? So so Wangaratta, uh, Wangaratta, we we, we just just by the by, oh, we had a car accident actually on the Hume Highway, got hit by a semi trailer, and uh, we received some money for that plus. Borrowing some money, we bought 40 acres uh, out of Greta, which is good, good Kelly country. Mm. And so we had that for about 10 years. But we um, uh, we travelled overseas. Oh, no, travelled around Australia and went overseas. So the journey around Australia was terrific. Went up to the top of Cape York Peninsula through the Kimberley. Who's we? Know. Oh, my wife and myself. So, my, sorry, you, did, you, you skipped that part. Oh, my <laughs> Oh, she was in Beechworth. We knew that much. <laughs> we 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 got married nineteen seventy four. So the, the first year, she she was um, uh, we met in Blackburn. Uh, we were involved in a in a, a theatre group together, and uh, she got involved in all the uh, youth group stuff that we did, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And we got married uh, my first year of teaching in nineteen seventy four. So she came up to obviously, to live in Wangaratta as well. She was a teacher. Um, she, incidentally, was one of my... Her name was... Gillian. Uh, or oh, Jill. Jill. It was Jill. Right. She never used Gillian. It was Jill. But, incidentally, when my brother was doing dip ed, uh, she was one of his supervising teachers. He said he wanted <laughs> to go to her, her school up in the Dandenongs, which... Uh, and he... Um, yeah, she she supervised wow. it. Yeah, which was good fun. <laughs> um, so we we went down to Australia, did all that, and then we went uh, we went overseas for a year uh, or nine months. Ten months sorry, you're like going that. a little too quickly for me, Chris. Oh, sorry, sorry. So yep. you 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 said you travelled around Australia. I'm I'm scared about getting boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We are because I, I I like to pick these things apart. So yep. you, you travelled right around Australia. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. We uh, and so which which way did you go? Uh, east or north? Uh, anti-clockwise. We we went uh, we went north. So so <laughs> <Keeps> <laughs> laughing. I don't so know. So we went we went up over the Murray. Uh, right. We we had a we had a it was interesting. We had a Land Cruiser Ute, and which we bought new. Why did we buy it new? Because it was just as expensive to buy buy one second hand. Mm. And do you know how much it cost? Tell us. $4,700. Wow. You remember that? What, what that series was, 19... was that? Uh, <laughs> that would have been 19, that would have been 19, we bought that in 1975, 1975. Wow. And the year that we went around Australia was 1977. But um, I, I had built a, I, I built a canopy for the, for the back of it and I put in a, I went to the record, those days you, Went to the wreckers and bought all your, yeah. you know, all your spares and everything. And I, yeah. I bought a a Dodge uh, truck tank, which I put in the back of the Ute with all our stuff and so on. And we we hadn't gone but what twenty k down the Hume Highway, and uh, I was leaking petrol. <laughs> I was leaking <laughs> leaking petrol. So that that was a good start, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, we drove all the way up through Outback New South Wales, uh, Outback Queensland, came in at about Harvey Bay, uh, saw the Cherry Venture, which was a big ship 
you know, which had been washed up on the beach, which no longer is there. I think they turned it into barbecue plates. Uh, and then we continued up to uh, Cairns um, and then we went north to Cooktown, uh, beyond Cooktown uh, through to Cohen. Uh, and when we, we got beyond Cohen, uh, we got to the Archer River and the Archer River uh, was flooded. So we couldn't get over the Archer River. So we went back to Cairns, waited there for a while, and then joined up with two other people, you know, two other couples. And we headed back up through Cohen, able to cross the Archer River. Um, and we had adventure after adventure after adventure through to Weeper, across the Wenlock. Um, uh, yeah, it, we, we had actually turned the car on its side. Uh, <laughs> probably the hairiest thing that we did was just before the Jardine, which is the big river near the top, there's this creek with a, like a U-shaped creek valley and there were two logs going across there. That was the bridge and you had to drive with a wheel on each log. Wow. So, oh, my God. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't do that today. <laughs> <laughs> but when, you, when, you're in your, when you're 26, you do yeah. anything. It doesn't matter. Invincible. Yeah. You yeah. are. You are. You're invincible. And this was just you and Jill? Uh, yeah, just, just – uh, we, we started off – it was Jill and myself and we started off in the first month with uh, uh, my brother's brother-in-law. He, he was a returned uh, uh, soldier from Vietnam and, and uh, his wife uh, was my uh, sister-in-law's sister, obviously. And so they travelled with us for that period of time and then it, then it was just by ourselves or or um, uh, for periods of time we would travel with somebody else because we just met up with them, you know, so, so we, yeah. So did you so manage was, to get all the way up to Bamaga? Uh, we, yeah, we got to Bamaga. Have oh, you been to Bamaga, have you? No, I'm just looking at the No, map. he's got a map and he's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> story when we got to uh when we got to the jardine uh right. was too oh, yeah. too full for us to cross uh in the cars so we had a, a, my wife put us uh, i've forgotten i think she put a stick into her leg or did something needed some attention so so the two other cars with us uh one of the one of the one of the uh, the one of the people he he was a chippy who in those days, there was a building boom. You'd make so much money in six months, you'd have the rest of the time off. Mm. Um, <laughs> he, and he was into framing, you know, framing houses. Yeah. And he just, just, you know, just amazing. Anyway, we had two, we had two rubber boats. I had a rubber boat. This other guy had a rubber boat. Yeah, these are just, you know, like size of this uh, this table here, virtually, and just with oars. And we we rode. We rode the motorbike, his motorbike, across the Jardine and we then went across the Jardine ourselves. My dogs, two dogs, swam the Jardine several times. You know, I wouldn't do that today. <laughs> Not no. once again. And, and you know as a school teacher, and I used to say that to the kids, say that to the kids, to the boys particularly, you're not going to, you're not going to end up um, with good sense until maybe you're 25, 26, 28. 
Mm. And and <laughs> having had the, those experiences, because there were croc- you know crocodiles, saltwater crocodiles. Yeah. yeah. And whilst they shot, they you know they were into shooting crocodiles in those days. Nevertheless, uh, there were crocodile sightings. Would never do that. They, they didn't survive millions of years by you know not being able to adapt to crocs or or eat. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or eat. But we we went all the way to Bamaga and. Right. Uh, we, we, at Bamaga, we saw the, uh, we, we, you know, we, we didn't get right to the top, um, of the Cape and we made a decision to, to look for aer- aeroplanes in the bush there. Uh, and that there were aeroplane, aeroplane wrecks from the war and so on. But lo- wow. Lots of, lots of, uh, historical stuff from the war lying around the place. Mm. But that, that was, yeah, terrific experience. Terrific experience. Would I do it again? Oh, Probably now. Sad, uh, you didn't get to the top because there's some nice pictures there uh, with, the, with a sign there that says that you're, you are standing at the northernmost point of the Australian continent. I know. Well, I, I, my, my son's into photography. I'll get him to workshop something new. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did, you, did, you did a Burke and Wills. You didn't quite get there. <laughs> exactly. You didn't quite get there. Not quite as bad as Burke and Wills ended up. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> have done that uh, in a minker and so on. Jeepers, pretty sad, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, very yeah. sad. Jeepers, yeah. yeah. So uh, after after that adventure, where where did you head off then? Uh, so we went went overseas. You know, oh, so, sorry, we, you just stopped there. You, did, uh, you didn't do the rest of Australia. Oh no, no, we did the rest of Australia. So so what we did is uh, back back to uh, back to there we go back to Cooktown. Uh, across to the to the Palmer River gold fields, uh, you know, and it's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Maytown, blah blah blah, and and then through to Chiligo, uh, Chiligo with their caves and uh, mining and so on. Then across the Cape from Chiligo, right across the Cape to uh, the Gulf of Carpentaria. Now we were on. The roads ran out in the end, and we were basically on dirt roads or station tracks. And we just uh, oh, and we, there, were, there, there were two. There, there was actually our car and this uh, this this other person that we travelled up the Cape with. You know, we just met, and we yeah we were on uh, uh, we. And then once once we got got within Kui of the Gulf, we then turned <laughs> we then turned left, and then headed down. Yes. Uh, and got to Karumba. Eventually, got to Karumba, um, and and it was it was fascinating to realise that there. And I, I, I would, I had a map and compass as well. Had to do the old navigation and so on every now and then. But it was fascinating to realise there, as you went along the the floodplains, that in actual fact you were only uh, you were only I don't know. Three meters above sea level, or, or something, something yeah. really low. Yeah, yeah. And then, then down to uh, down to Karumba. Uh, I can't remember which way we did it, but I think it was Karumba down to Normanton. Saw the the train that was had come in whatever year it was, nineteen nineteen or nineteen seventeen. Mm. Karumba to Burketown, and then then along the track from Burketown to. Over Leichhardt Falls, um, I suppose well, there's a national park there now. What's it called? Um, 
uh, what's the river called? Uh, the Gregory, Gregory River. Yes, yes. Somehow I ended up in the Gregory River. I can't remember how. Got to the Gregory River. I just remember how clear the water was, and I'm a shocking fisherman, and how elusive the fish were. <laughs> but and, and then down down to uh, uh, down to the ba- the Barclay Highway and across to uh, where, where do we did we go? I, th- I, th- I think we I think we went up to. I don't think we went to three. Did we go to three ways? I think we probably did go to three ways, and then up, up to Darwin. Then we oh, came. Yeah. Then, then, then we from Darwin. We then came down, and uh, Victoria River Highway, blah 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 blah, mm. down to Kununurra, um, out to Wyndham. Fascinating thing going out to Wyndham. Fascinating. Yeah. Driving through all this scrub and this pandan, you know, these pandan, pandanus palms and. Haven't seen haven't seen uh, the sea for for ages. Blah blah blah, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, what 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 does appear? What appears is a thumping great big ship, this oh. huge ship, <laughs> and it, and it was as if the ship had been transported uh, into into the bush, yeah. but in actual fact, it was the one of the estuaries coming in uh, to Wyndham. And of course, Wyndham was a an abattoirs, which was active at that time, ah. and they were they were they were cutting out of there. They were cutting beef. Wow! But it, it was at Wyndham that I had had my you you'll know that heaven and hell from uh, Xavier. <laughs> uh, it, it it was Wyndham that I had my first experience of hell, because uh, there was a at the, at the bottom of the. Uh, of the offal sluice out of the out of the abattoirs, that mm. offal sluice that went down the went down to the river. I I reckon I reckon there would have been, I don't know, pick a number, sixty crocodiles. Had to be, yeah, sixty yeah. crocodiles. Like heaven and for I, them. I, I'm looking at that and I'm going. All yeah. you're going to do is fall over here. Yeah, yeah. All over Red Rover. It's a regular Bugs Bunny cartoon. It, absolutely, yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Wow. So we then we then headed off, uh, uh, and we went down the Gibb River Road. So this is 1977, and the Gibb River Road was was pretty rough. Mm. In fact, it was very rough, and we crossed the you know the various rivers uh, going going down there, and uh, it was a great trip, great trip, mm. uh, and. We we eventually eventually got all the way through to you know the usual thing through to to Derby and then to Broome yeah. and then down the west coast uh, down to Perth around Albany etc cetera, etc cetera, and uh, back along the Nullarbor to in the end we ended up uh, uh, we ended up at, at, at Melbourne. Um, Amazing. But, what are your but, thoughts about uh, Perth and Albany? I I. I, I um, we we didn't stay a long time in Perth. You know, we we were sort of proverbial. Well, you could hardly call us grey nomads. We were sort of there, there was a there was a film produced at that stage called Across the Top. You know, about these young adventurers uh, in a Land Rover and so on. So we kind of visualised ourselves as that. You know, yeah. Jerry cans hanging out all over the place, and you know what I'm thinking. Of? I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking of back at that time. 
there was a film produced that was a worldwide hit and it was called World Safari with Albie Mangles. Albie Mangles. What a great movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Not, he was not, the seafaring <laughs> version. He was. Not, not, not so different. But, but, but um, yeah, yeah, that journey, that journey down, I've been, I've been back since, but that journey down the, uh, uh, down the coast there, um, yeah. d- the journey down the coast from oh, all the way down the, the Western Australian coast is spectacular. You know, the, mm. the beaches are, are huge. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then as you, as you travel down this sort of area, you'd read stories about shipwrecks and pirates and whatever. You know, you'd yeah. be all glamorised and so on. Just, yeah. just wind back a, 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 a distance, back into the Kimberley, 1982, I went on an expedition with my brother and four other people into the Kimberley uh, with, the, with, the, with, with the purpose of finding, a, uh, finding Aboriginal paintings and finding a, a rare plant called Arborea subulata. And the last time this plant was found was 1927 by uh, a botanist called Gardner uh, who traversed across the... Uh, oh, His name Gardner. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> As a botanist, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, we, it was, it was, we, we, uh, we, we went out through Mount Elizabeth Station and then... We went uh, right into the, the right into the, the rough country, as the Africans say, the Hamadoulas. And in the end, we, we were just we were just going through the bush, and the Mitchell grass was I don't know, pick a height, six feet tall, whatever. And we we had to have somebody sitting on the bonnet of the of the um, the Ute Land Cruiser Ute. We had a Land Cruiser Ute and a little Suzuki, little huh. Suzuki, you'd pick yeah. up and lift. And we and just per chance we came across this fantastic waterhole, not far from the headwaters of the Prince Regent Sound. You know, like when I say not far, maybe a day's walk to the headwaters near our destination, which was a mountain called uh, Mount Agnes, which is where Boria had been found. So we climbed Mount Agnes. I think the next day we camped there. Beautiful waterhole, lovely. We camped there. And then the next day we climbed Mount Agnes. Did we find Boria? No. And I, I think we, I think we would have looked for uh, maybe three days, maybe maybe on the fourth day. On the fourth day, suddenly my brother stumbled across it, not on the mountain, but on a a, a flat kind of plateau uh, area, and the, and the little plant is like a shaving brush. And when the uh, uh, when the rains come, uh, it it comes out of its dormant, its dormant state and regenerates. So it, it turns from a, a dormant, almost de- or well, a dead state, and uh, all of a sudden becomes becomes uh, a, a vibrant green. Gee. So we found it. We found it. So uh, back to uh, then, all the way, all, all the way along the um, the Nullarbor, obviously. And uh, I'd never been along the Nullarbor before, so it was all an adventure, you know, the big cliffs and uh, uh, into the, I'm trying to think of the uh, Aboriginal settlement. There was a mission on the way there. We went in there, blah, 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 uh, through to 
and from there we 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 ended up we ended up back in Victoria. I'm just trying to think how we got from Sajuda to Victoria. Uh, can't remember, but but we we interestingly on that trip we didn't go to Alice Springs. So yeah, at that I was stage, actually thinking that wow. At that stage, I'd never been to Alice Springs. Never been yeah. to Alice Springs. So, so how long did it take you to do this trip around Australia? Uh, four months. Wow, that is a, that's a, that's a fast pace, isn't it? Well, it I, I, I'm a t- terribly impatient on some things. You know, like I'm not very good at lying on the beach for a long period. Of, I am now, <laughs> but in those days, not very good at lying on the beach for long periods of time. You know, like. Okay, come on, let's get going. Next objective. Right. Uh, so you got back to Melbourne uh, I got, and got back into teaching again? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I went, interestingly, uh, uh, I, got a, I, got a, I got a call from Wangaratta Tech. So, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. So, so we, we, we went back to Wangaratta. We, we rented a house. Uh, um, I drive down when, when I go to Wangaratta. I, I have to go to Wangaratta for for a blood test every three months. When I when I when I go, I often go back along the King Valley, the King Valley, which when I taught kids at Wangaratta Tech, they all came from tobacco farms. Now they all come from vineyards. So <laughs> travel along the the King Valley up over. Um, Powers Lookout over Tolmy, et cetera, and then down into Mansfield. Love doing that. It's terrific. So long as you keep your eye on the road. Yes. Because it's uh, a bit hairy. But how did I get onto that? So, oh, we, 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 we rented a house on the, on the King Valley uh, Highway and um, uh, uh, the rent was cheaper. Why? Because the last person that rented had, had burnt out the kitchen. But... <laughs> We, we were wanting to go overseas. And prior to this, when we were both, we were, two of us were working. Uh, Jill did the uh, waiting at the, at Tanswell's. I was folk singing. And I was also uh, a member of the Wangaratta for a year. I was a member of the Wangaratta Tech Cadet Corps. And the Army paid us money for doing that. So we, we earned a bit of money. Mm-hmm. We earned a bit of money. No. So, so, I, I then went back to Wangaratta Tech. Uh, they contacted me and asked me to go back and do some emergency teaching. So I went back and did some emergency teaching. Now, just yawn if, if you get bored. Just yawn if you get bored. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at pictures of Wangaratta as you're talking just to uh, – Oh, right. To zone. <laughs> well, well the, the fascinating thing was uh, uh, I, I got back there and got right into it again. So this is October. I got back there in about October. And my, my good friend, who had been my first head of department, who's still my, still my good friend, a bit older than me, who incidentally was vice captain of Trinity. He's 85 oh, now, Peter. Oh. But he, he, he was wanting to produce Oliver, you know, the musical Oliver. Yes. Yep. So he and I got into it and we produced the musical Oliver. That's another long story. I had a ball because they, they wanted me to play Fagan, obviously. Uh, and and it, it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Anyway, at the end of that, at the, at the end of that, um, 
uh, we 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 then the next year we then uh, went overseas. So uh, talk but, to me about that. I just don't don't flip over to it. Just what made you decide to do that? Oh, we 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 planned to do that. We planned to do that, and we we were we were able to. I don't know how we we're able to afford it, but we we were. So what and, year was this? Uh, 19, so we went overseas 1978. So 1977 was around Australia, back to Wangaratta, and and I, I just a, just a, I, I'm not I'm not a lover of bureaucracy. I'm not a lover of bureaucracy. But anyway, bureaucracy is a necessity. Um, <laughs> and w- when I was doing this emergency teaching at Wangaratta, when I was doing that. Um, I actually worked. I actually worked uh, for more than a month, and I found that my paycheck didn't come in. So I, I, I said, "I said, how come my paycheck's not come in? You know, I've done the work, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And then I discovered from head office, which was Nauru House, that if you work as an emergency teacher, uh, you can only work for, I think whatever it was, three weeks or something, and then you had to have five days in a sleep-off, uh, and then you could then you could go back again. So so they weren't going to pay me. And they, they owed me, I don't know, two weeks' work, three weeks, whatever. So I, I, I'm, a, I'm, not a, I'm not a big complaining type, but I, I went all the way down to Melbourne and I tackled uh, Nauru House. You know, I can remember getting in the lift, going up to see X public service, going down to see Y public service, going up and down like a yoga. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you whether I ever got paid or not. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of it, I was so confused. But that aside, so so we so we we headed off. Um, yeah, we headed off uh, overseas. Yeah, and we we were wanting to do the. Um, yeah, like every Australian, we wanted to do the Bali, blah, blah, blah. So we did Bali um, through Indonesia. Um, uh, and and, my, and my, my wife got sick. She got sick. So she got a, a bad uh, dysentery. Um, so so we, we, we ended up, she ended up in hospital in Singapore. And... Um, the hospitals in Singapore was not like the hospitals here. It was a bit scary in those days, sort of like being in a big hall with lots of lots of people and um, whatever. Anyway, didn't like that um, and didn't give ourselves time to get used to it. So she felt a bit better. So we we actually we actually uh, we'd seen we'd seen a fair bit of Singapore, but having having been sick in hospital, we actually. Booked us. We didn't. We actually cleared out of the hospital. Right. We didn't. Checked and then out, we so <laughs> we checked out of the hospital, and we checked out of Singapore. So we we caught the bus to uh, Malacca. Oh, nice. The bus to Malacca. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Malacca, terrific spot. So we, we went to Malacca, and then I suppose just trying to remember. So we got we got Malacca, and then we went to. Which is which is first Malacca then Penang? Yeah, um, Malacca is south, Penang is north of Kuala Lumpur. Mm. So we, we we went to Penang 
and then and then we caught the train from I suppose we caught the train from Penang. We caught the train from Penang up the peninsula there, or the isthmus, isn't it? Isthmus there uh, through to Bangkok. Okay, we so stop right there. Stop there. Yeah, yeah, yep. So yep. this was your first trip overseas. Well, I've been to New Zealand and Tasmania. <laughs> okay, right. And he was count. born overseas. Of course, of course, right. But your first trip to Southeast Asia, at least. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. How, how, and this is 78. So Australia back at that time wasn't particularly Asianized. It was still meat and sauce, you know, uh, meat, yep. pie, and sauce. Yeah, yep, yeah, sure, sure. How did the flavors and the food hit your senses? Um, lo- we 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 were travelling on the cheap, uh, so we we I forgot what the budget was. It can't have been a dollar a day, surely. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, you would have survived on a dollar a day back then. You would have been exactly, like a king. <laughs> it, it was something like that. It was something like that. And we stayed in, uh, you know, in your Losmans and all the rest of it. Uh, as you you know, we didn't stay in big hotels or anything. It was all. Uh, El Chipo. We, 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 one night in Singapore, we stayed, uh, oh, where we stayed in Singapore was next to the raffles. All right. Nice. We didn't stay in the raffles. We <laughs> stayed in the Tonga, <laughs> Tonga Hotel. But it was, oh, it's just by the raffles. Yeah. But the, the, yeah, yeah. I got, actually, actually liked it. We, we were wanting to, Tony Wheeler had done his um, Asia on the Cheap books and Southeast Asia on the Cheap. You know, he, Tony Wheeler, the big, uh, over, a big, big uh, what do you call it, travel writer. Right. Uh, so he'd, he'd done all that. And uh, we had the two books with us and, and we, 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 we wanted to be part of it, you know, to be, to be actually part of it. Uh, so I, I do remember having at... Uh, Probolingo in Java, I remember having one night having a curry and it literally burnt the roof off our mouths. Um, <laughs> whether they saw us coming, we, we would have been the only, we would have been the only non-Indonesians in wow. Probolingo. You know, uh, tourism yeah. was... That was their happening. mild version too. <laughs> that, was, that was their mild version. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but then, then it was through to... Um, uh, so, so through to Bangkok, did the whole Bangkok thing, uh, and then, and then I caught the bus, caught a bus, a bus up to Chiang Mai. So I did the Chiang Mai bit, uh, and then down to back to Bangkok, and we and we then caught the we then caught a plane to uh, Rangoon, uh, not Rangoon today, in Myanmar, Burma, and mm. in Burma you could stay. Or no more than seven days, and it was pretty oppressive place. Like going through customs into Burma was uh, the bloke behind me said, I, "I do this fairly often." He said, "I hate this," <laughs> but it was you know really sinister. Yeah, as as, as you went in. A- anyway, uh, uh, getting into getting into Burma, um, and I, I knew a fair bit about. The, the history of a lot of the, a lot of these places, and as we went, I, I really I love history. I love geog- I was a geography teacher, history teacher, blah blah blah. So, uh, so social studies teacher. So all this is sort of my 
uh, my bed, absolutely. When we got out of the airport in, um, as it was in Rangoon, the we got into a, a cab, which was a Ford Prefect, believe it or not, <laughs> uh, smoke coming out <laughs> absolutely everywhere. And Burma hadn't, hadn't modernised <laughs> at all since the war. Bur- Burma looked still yes. as if it was, in, it was in the war. And the fascinating thing was most of the cars and the trucks were, were British and they all drove on the other side of the road. Oh, wow. So, so they drove on the American side of the road yep. in right-hand side, right-hand drive wow. cars. Wow. Just That's a, confusing. I know. Right. So that was uh, that was interesting. We only stayed. We we were going to go up to Mandalay, but there had been a plane crash. You could only travel by. You couldn't travel by train. You had to travel by plane. Government decree. And so we um, we stayed for four days, maybe, uh, and then flew to to Calcutta. But while we were there, uh, we visited we visited the chap who had been the dean of the Anglican Cathedral there, a fellow called uh, Reverend Matthews. Long story about how that eventuated. But anyway, and in those days in Burma, doing that sort of thing was, a, was almost a no-no. So when we were there, they almost smuggled us into their house. He said... Our house will be will be have been watched. Will be you know watch our house uh, because of that because they they had foreigners in there. Mm-hmm. But th- this uh, this chap told me the story of of his retreat from Burma, about losing his wife, about finding her again uh, in India after the war, and about him joining. Uh, Ord Wingate Chindits as a um, as a as a as a what do you call it a, a chaplain as a chaplain. When I um, and and I've still got it, but uh, when we left, he gave me a gift which was a, an ivory. Be illegal to bring into Australia now. An ivory mm. chindit. Chindit's a ceremonial line. When I when I was teaching in uh, Maryborough several years later, when I was teaching, Mary- oh, not so long actually, about three years later, when I was teaching in Maryborough, I used to show, I used to do a uh, thing on Burma. I used to show the kids a black and white film of Burma, and in that film there was a movie film of the gliders that the Chinits came in crashing. Uh, and that, and there was a there was a film in that there was a a, a a part of it was was actually a Burmese priest uh, taking a, a funeral ceremony, and I bet that was him. Gee. So I I've been in the class getting really excited about that, and the kids are going what? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's that's part of teaching. Yeah. yeah anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we we had a great we we had a great time. Yeah, yeah. So you spent seven days in Burma and did all of this? Oh, I, I, uh, for, uh, yeah, for, no, only four days, about four days in Burma. Yeah, but oh. we, we're, only around, we're only around Rangoon and the, big, the glorious Fighter Gone Pagoda and the Irrawaddy River and all that sort of stuff. Um, 
<laughs> smuggling was was a big thing, and when we got into the the Ford Prefect, uh, the bloke and his assistant they wanted to buy everything off our you know our shirt, and our oh, really? jumper, and jeans, you know, because mm. they they were just short of absolutely everything. Yeah. And so four days in Burma, and then where, where next? Uh, we, we went off to uh, Kolkata, landed in Kolkata, Calcutta. Uh, <laughs> I've had a beard since 21. I've shaved it off every now and then, and I had a more substantial beard in, the, in those days. And as I came through the <laughs> – I came through the uh, – dear me, I love India. As I came through the, um, the airport, I came through the airport, and handed over my passport. The guy looked at my, my and I, I looked like a jolly criminal in my passport. And he said, "Ah, oh, Saab, he said, look at you. He said, you're a teacher, are you? I said, yes. He said, you're a teacher of religion then. So, <laughs> <laughs> absolute classic. So we, we were in India for, I don't know, a month or six weeks. I, I can't remember. We went, we went. Uh, all the way up to Darjeeling and then caught a bus across to uh, Kathmandu. Fascinating place, India. Um, yeah, uh, down, down to I managed to get amoebic dysentery, uh, which is very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm weighing in at, I don't know, 82 kilograms these days. And I, I went down to eight and a half stone, you know, mm-hmm. like I'd, I'd, sit, I'd, sit on a, I'd sit on a train in India, and we, we weren't travelling first class since I've been, in the days since when I've been back to India, I travel first class. <laughs> but in those days it was second or third class, wooden seats. I'd sit on my sleeping bag and that would compress and I was literally on the bones of my backside. It actually <laughs> hurt. Ouch. But Indian, Indian rail travel was terrific. Uh, uh, love Nepal. Kathmandu, through to Pokhara, um, and then um, out, uh, caught a long-distance taxi, didn't cost very much, out with, with a couple of other people, out from Nepal to uh, Gorakhpur. Yeah, so we did a lot of uh, that northern part of India, uh, through to Delhi, Rajasthan, uh, Varanasi, um yeah, fascinating. And subsequently, uh, we we we're St. Phillips. We we have schools, uh, sister schools, all over the world, and and uh, we have uh, quite a few sister schools in India. And uh, I I visited a number of them. I love visiting the the Indian uh, schools and their 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 various um, teachers and heads and so on. And I know I know uh, quite a few of them. It's, it's terrific. Yeah. And so from there? Uh, so so um, having done the, the Indian bit, but in India, what do they say? What's what's the what's the statement is that you don't make you don't make sense of India, India makes sense of you. And uh, um, I remember coming back from Jaipur to uh, Delhi, came by bus. So we're on the bus. And we're flying along uh, at some breakneck speed. I, I can, I can. The number of times I've been to India, and the number of times I've been terrified driving uh, <laughs> cheapest. Uh, anyway, 
as my one of my good friends up in the north said to me once as we're driving those who Chris, he said, don't drive in India. We know how to do it. You don't. <laughs> He's absolutely right. But as we as, as we're flying along in the bus, <coughs> there was some I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think they were Buddhists, but they they were they were of like you know saffron robes, robes like Buddhists. So in the middle of the bus, they held held like a service. They, they chanted and prayed and whatever. Everybody like with India, everybody you know whatever. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody. You know, Australia, we sit down, whatever. That, no, yeah. that, that's their thing, and that's it. Was fantastic, just amazing. That was to survive the bus trip. They did that, right? Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do, I do remember. Oh, gee whiz, so many stories. I do remember. I do remember um, uh, going across from Bali to to uh, Java, uh, Gilmanook, and uh, I, I remember. I remember getting into a a, a little, you know, a little. Bus, little bus. I don't know. It took ten people or something like that. Guy was dressed in immaculate clothes, ironed within sort of an inch of its life, etc., etc., etc. Peak cap and all the rest of it. I thought, sure, at least this guy's going to be uh, sensible driving. Not a bit of it. Not a bit of it. Talk about kamikaze. Oh, dear me. And uh, so, so driving in Asia is. Is not without its challenges. That's for sure. Yeah, we're so in Australia. It's yeah, we have car accidents, but it's so regulated, and by and large, people are usually fairly law-abiding. But uh, I've been in Indonesia, and the chap I I was with this is years later, and uh, he got sick of the traffic, so he drove up the footpath. Yeah, who who doesn't drive up the footpath? What a good idea. Chris, I, uh, I, yep. I lived in Sri Lanka for a short time. and Oh, did you? Yeah, a yeah. A bloke that I worked with by the name of Jimmy uh, used to ride a motorbike to and from work. Oh. And I said to him one day, Jimmy, listen, mate, you're absolutely mad. Why would you do that? And I won't do the accent, but he said something along the lines of, uh, Peter, you don't understand. You drive by rules. We drive by the heart. And yeah. I, thought, I said, dude, it, that's all well and good. But when some truck driver or bus driver is driving by the heart a different way than you are on your <laughs> motorbike, no more Jimmy. <laughs> I, I, there, there was years later, uh, Jill and I were, we, we, this is years later when I was visiting one of our schools and um, uh, in Rajasthan, Mayo College. And uh, um, he, the, the, the chap's been out, been out, visited St Phillips a, a couple of times, and uh, he he said to me, "You can ca- come and stay, Chris. You can come and stay. You can come and stay uh, if you do the presentation at our quiz night. I can handle that." <laughs> <laughs> so quiz night was, you know, hospitality is unrivaled. Yeah. It's yeah. brilliant, and the quiz night was absolutely fantastic. And uh, I did the presentation, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, the notion was that they, they were going to provide a car to drive us from, from Ashmere through to Udapur. Got in this little car, little Maruti, uh, Maharashtra Maruti. 
little car ball tires, whatever. And we we went flying along the road, uh, and and I got used to it. No, I didn't. I never got used to it. <laughs> you know, when you when you when you you the guy pulls out to pass, yes. and there's a truck. You would have had it in Sri Lanka. There's a truck coming towards you. Yes, and and nobody gives in. No, that's it. That's it. It's const- and some constant game of chicken. Constant game of chicken. Yes. Constant game of chicken. <laughs> But we, as we were flying along the road, uh, the the rains came, oh. and and it rained like anything. And after an accident on the Hume Highway all those years ago, my wife she she was potentially a nervous passenger. Yeah, it rained, it rained like hell, and because it had been dry for so long, his his windscreen wipers had kind of sealed themselves <laughs> to the window. <laughs> And, um, and they on. didn't work. They didn't work. They didn't oh, work. God. They didn't work. So you, you actually couldn't see. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm tapping him on the shoulder. I, I know a little bit about cars. I think I can fix this. No, no, boom. Away we went. Cheapest. In, in the end, I said, I've got to go to the toilet. So we stopped and I, I went in to, to go to the toilet. And he, <laughs> he went in and got some soap and threw it on the windscreen. And you know what? Yeah. The wipers then half worked. <laughs> it was it was scary, scary. Yeah. Jill's sitting next week. Oh, I don't want to die here. <laughs> Sometimes those experiences are best when you can't see. What oh, I know, I know. Great memories, great mm-hmm. memories. So uh, well, you spent a lot of time in India. Uh, yes, yep. Did you ever get that get out of there? <laughs> uh, so so Jill had this. I, I had I'd got a movie dystrophy. And but I got I got over it. Jill had this dysentery, which when we got to England, she was on the public um, health list. Uh, and the dysentery was called Sonny dysentery, and it was cyclical. You know, three days on, three days off. Good. So, so when we're in Delhi, we're staying in Old Delhi. Uh, funny, funny, uh, love India. So, so uh, we're in a tuk tuk. Uh, can you take us to whatever? So the guy takes us to this, you know, one of the four billion hotels, and and uh, the guy gives us this terrible room. Anyway, the next day, I said, "No, we're leaving." He said, "No, no, 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 sir, no, 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 sir, you're not leaving. I give you our best room." Anyway, he then took us upstairs, two more flights of stairs, and we go to a room. It was just as horrible as the other one, but with five beds, and that was the best room. So, <laughs> oh so that was a. So we left there, and there was around the corner. There was another uh, hotel, lovely, it's terrific. I remember there was a, a a Sikh Sikh there. I remember talking to him about his religion and so on. And so that was that was good. That was good. The other funny one in India on the train. We did a lot of train travel. Uh, on our way to Varanasi, and this chap was an engineer, and uh, but he worked in his father's cloth factory, silk, I suppose. I don't know. So he's sitting next to me, and Indian people are, are wonderfully friendly. So he's sitting next to me, sub. Uh, do you mind if I ask you what is your? Per- I've used this. I've used this in teaching. I've used this in uh, uh, lessons to uh, to teachers. I'm writing stuff for school principals at the moment. I've written uh, stuff about very simple. 
Saab, what is your purpose? Isn't that cool? Saab, what is your purpose? That is, I reckon that is yeah. such a loaded. Yeah. It's terrific. It's terrific. Yeah. So we chatted on and uh, he told me about himself and his family, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then he said, uh, Saab, uh, and, you know, still in those days, still calling calling us, I don't know what they call call people now, but they're still calling us Saab, Saab, I suppose, sir. Um, so uh, he said, Saab, are you, are you married? And I said, uh, yes. Uh, I said, that's my wife sitting over there. Ah, uh, Saab, ah. You know, his eyes sort of flickered and uh, he looked um, – he looked sufficiently interested. He said, so um, uh, how many children do you have? I said, I have, we haven't got any. Oh, oh. So i ask you again, how many children do you have? I said, we've got none. No, 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 Saab. Tell me, how many children do you have? I said, I've just told you we have none. Now, by this stage, the whole carriage, you know, um, 200 people, I don't know, 300 people, they're all <laughs> staring at this. This white couple, the only the only non-Indian couple in the carriage, and his statement, Stab, I ask you again, how many children do you have? I said, I have none. Sub, why not? It was a classic statement. <laughs> classic statement. Warm and friendly though. Wonderful people. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, right. So from India. Oh, you, said, you said you 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 went straight to the UK, or did you? Yeah, go yeah. Well, we, I, 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 uh, so in Delhi, mm-hmm. uh, my 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 wife was uh, was significantly sick, and uh, I we we and life's disappointment because we were going to up through Pakistan, you know, do the do the whole Silk Route, you know, across Afghanistan, Turkey, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Even though the, the you know the rebellion had taken place in Afghanistan, so it might have been possible, but we would have we, we're on our way up, and um, I thought no, no, no. My brother and his wife they they were he, he was teaching in in England. I thought no, we've got to go to England, got to get her fixed up, and we we can do this next part of the trip on the way back. Well, we didn't. However. Subsequently, been to India on a number of occasions, so that's okay. But I haven't been to Pakistan, and I haven't been to Afghanistan, and I'm not likely to go. And no, I haven't been not. to, I have been to Turkey, but only only part of it. I, anyway, so got to get to England. Getting a bit low on money at this stage of the game, as one does. So so uh, into Connaught Place. Uh, picked up a a uh, somebody selling uh, black market tickets, or oh, the black market ticket person picked me up, and uh, got a couple of black market tickets at, at a fraction of the cost on Pan Am to uh, to London via Iran. Via, um, wow, that's got uh, banged up abroad written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I remember how he did it. I suppose it was getting rid of his commission. I, I had to go somewhere with the sign stuff and, you know, all that. Yeah. And, and ask was, you to take a package with you by any <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, so, so, um, so, we, so we, we got these tickets 
we got to the airport to catch the Pan Am flight, and you wouldn't you wouldn't guess what happened. Uh, the police arrived, and they were trying to find people who had black market tickets. <laughs> And I don't know. We got on the plane. I don't know how. I don't know how. It, it was a, a bit, little bit scary, but we did get on the plane though. Wow, to say the least. Yeah. And uh, and you got to London via Tehran. I, I, it's by via Tehran. I, I haven't told these stories for ages. You guys are very good at uh, drawing <laughs> stories out. <laughs> God, we might have shot ourselves in the foot though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is it too long? It's too long. So now, no. well, so uh, what I'm thinking we might do, uh, Chris, is we might um, we might take a break here. Yeah, yeah, and yep. uh, and uh, and then come back for part two of your story. Yep. Uh, perhaps next week. Okay, done. And yep. uh, and, and you yep. can take us from London back to uh, Australia. Uh, because yep. we haven't even talked about St. Phillips and there's a lot to talk no. about in Alice Springs. Oh, what an experience. What an experience. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. As as the fire came up over the hill, as the fire came over the hill and the chapel that we built uh, is about to be threatened, the fire brigade arrived and uh, there was a wedding to be there that afternoon. Then I'll, then I'll be, I, I won't get involved in you know, we'll, we'll do the second story, uh, and 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 uh, the fireman said, "You better get, you better get that wedding cancelled." And you know, the fire was a fair income fire. You know, firstly you see it and say, "That's not a fire," and then it is a fire. And I said, "Oh, should we get the fire trailer? Should we get? Do you want? Do we? Do you want our fire trailer?" And he said, uh, "Yeah, go on, get it. Now hurry up, get it." You know, lend a hand, in other words. Anyway, I got to the fire trailer and you can guess, no water in the tank. Anyway, <laughs> that's beside the point. We we did save the chapel. We did save the chapel. Uh, yeah. Where was this? St. Phillips. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. Uh, yeah no worries. Up, we'll pick that up next week. Yep, yep, sure, sure. Lovely to talk to you. You've been listening to the Territory Story Podcast with Leon Logan Nathan and Peter Gowers. For more episodes, search Territory Story Podcast on all leading podcasting platforms or go to territorystory.com. The Territory Story Podcast, thanks to Opie Dennis Digital Marketing, your local digital marketing agency.